0: feel good friday march 5th hey big show today yeah
1: huge show today
0: i enjoyed today it'd be a great send-off into the weekend we think if you agree with us please be a friend and tell a friend about the show if not just act like it never happened and just say hey you know what missed out on that time i could have had by listening to that stupid show and just never speak of it ever again
1: yeah i mean it's it's, it's that simple but today is a fun
0: show today's fun show have a great weekend uh well, well try to send you in to have a great weekend let's get to it shall we tie the Russell Wilson situation in Seattle continues to cook. Let Russ drama cook. It's what's happening in Seattle. Obviously, Rossini's appearance on this show yesterday did not help that, but she's not the only one talking about problems over there. Now ex-teammates of Russell Wilson are coming out in defense of Pete Carroll, saying there's a lot of people saying that they need to get rid of Pete Carroll if he can't get along with Russell Wilson. You need to watch what you wish for. And then that same person went on to basically just roast Russell Wilson in his... Uh, his success rate and uh, when they put the team on his shoulders without the defense and everything like that. At this point, if Russell doesn't leave Seattle, it feels like it's going to be much more surprising than if he goes back to Seattle. And if you're a Seahawks fan, I understand this potentially just got thrown upon you in the last week or two or last couple Mm -hmm. of days it feels like this one's a quick mover i'm not knowing how that is going to end up but if russell wilson ends up in chicago which is what everybody is thinking good for the bears being a good football team all of a sudden good for the chicago bears who have a great defense okay their defense is great uh the defense now has had a tendency over the last couple of years to potentially bow out after getting sick of mm-hmm. what's going on the offensive side of the ball, which I think that would change if you get Russell Wilson. Now, I'm not necessarily sure that the Chicago Bears go immediately into the Super Bowl conversation. People will say that because they have Russell Wilson at quarterback with that defense, they should be in there. But we got to remember that is a tough conference to win in over there. But if Russell goes to Chicago, that seemed like something that was very far-fetched. What, Week two ago, yeah now it feels like that is most likely situation. Yeah. Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Bears, has come out and said we're keeping all options on mm-hmm. table. Quarterback, they allegedly had a massive package together for Deshaun Watson as well. At least the Bears, if you're a Bears fan, understand what their problem has been, and he's trying to get it right in this last chance for Nagy and Pace to win some games. That's going to be talked about. Ben Roethlisberger's new contract just came out. He also came out with a quote about how happy he is to be a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers and lucky to be there, and he feels like. He he has the ability to win it all. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. Skip Bayless just got paid $32 million.
2: I Good Skip. Skip.
0: skip. Fox paid oh. him $32 million, which is interesting because it was a bidding war for the 69-year-old hot take taker. <laughs> Uh, ESPN offered somewhere in between 27000000 million, they're saying, and $31 million. I guess Fox probably, if you look at the numbers, had a right to match. They give him a $32 million deal over the next four years. And I'll tell you what, I would assume that there's a lot of people that are bashing this. In the current position that we're in, okay, with Skip being a part of the second largest sports show every single day, mm-hmm. behind one other show, <laughs> if you look at basically all analytics... This is great fucking
3: news.
0: (laughs) Now, a lot of people aren't going to talk about this, okay? Everybody just, I saw it in the comments whenever I tweeted out that this Skip Bayless news is remarkable, because that's, it is. I mean, it is something where, just like the Russell Wilson to the Chicago Bears conversation, we could have never thought this was going to happen just days ago, especially in the world that we currently live in, with the information that we have about everybody, basically, with the way the internet kind of showcases what's going on. And you hear this Skip Bayless deal and your immediate thought is this guy does the same thing every single day. And I think that is the reason why people need to have a little bit more respect for what Skip Bayless has been able to accomplish. He's 69 years old, okay? He just signed for $8 million a year. And he's been playing the same songs for the last 20 years, he is a musician that goes out every single day and plays the same hits. You know, a lot of musicians, they get sick of playing the goddamn songs. People talk about how they, they get sick of the road, definitely get sick of the road. They also get sick of playing the same goddamn tune every single night. Mm-hmm. Skip Bayless has been playing the same song for decades at this point and he's still getting paid, you have to respect the living shit out of that. Even if what he's saying is something that makes no sense in anybody else's brain, the fact that he's able to negotiate a eight-figure deal At the age of 69, doing the hits, playing the bangers. And he had two companies that were going to offer him 20-some million dollars over the next four years. One of them I'm currently negotiating with, which is we're in a much different time now all of a sudden. I did not know that was potentially happening, that that number was there. But it is very interesting to see how the internet played out. It's actually our poll for today. Our poll for today is strictly because of what I saw from the reaction of my tweet about it. It's almost like... I feel like this should give people more hope for humanity, that at 69 years of age, talking about sports, you can make $32 million somewhere. At the age of 69, you can convince two different companies that are publicly traded, or actually I think they're owned by the same company now at this point, but two different companies owned by one company can get into a negotiation, a bidding war over you for what you've, that is, I think that's good for society, Mm -hmm. that that is happening to somebody. Let's check the poll, shall we? On YouTube, the poll is, after seeing Skip Bayless sign for $32 million at the age of 69, does this give you more or less hope for humanity? More hope, 16%. That's where I'm at, by the way. And a whopping 84% say, we're in trouble, get us to Mars, Elon Musk. That's 8,000 votes thus far. I assume this will continue to grow. Uh, At Ty Schmidt, your
1: thoughts? Well, like you said, I think the the fact that people just hate Skip is driving this, without question. I mean, look. Hey, listen, we do a similar thing. This is always good. But I was curious, and obviously you wouldn't know, but do you think this does change a lot of things for current ESPN employees who are you oh. know, on like 10 shows a day and it's like, you're giving me this much and you were going to give <laughs> Skip $8 million to do one show? Like I imagine that has ruffled some feathers big time over I do, there.
0: I, so listen, Fox is obviously the one that won the bidding war for Skip Bayless. And, and I would like to go very hard on the record. Congratulations to Skip Bayless. I am Mm -hmm. incredibly pumped for Skip Bayless, but this has to change a lot of people's conversations. you know, ESPN is trying to do whatever they're trying to do. You know, that that world is trying to do whatever they're trying to do to, you know, stay, because the world is changing quickly. That world Mm -hmm. is changing. So ESPN obviously thought like, what was the last big splash we had? Okay, Stephen A, Skip Bayless. Let's just bring the band back together. People will like it again. And if you're Horowitz, who created that show, basically, now you work at DAZN, uh, I believe he still works, I'm not 100% sure, but at DAZN, he has to think back and say like, oh, these people at ESPN haven't been able to think of a new concept since what 15 years ago 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and they're just going to bring it back by paying 28 million dollars i would assume that if you're at espn i'm not a espn employee Mm -hmm. i had an opportunity obviously to have a set number of dates for them but it was never and now i'm not so it's like now we're in the middle of that conversation are we going to redo that i am not there every single day and it would take a lot more okay than $8 $8 million a year to get us exclusively to ESPN. So I'm not even in that conversation because I enjoy the fact that we own our own business. We sell our own ads. We have a team here. We do our own thing. So my appearance fee is a little bit different than the people that work there all day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, we need you to, uh, all right, this is what we need. You need to be on at 6 a.m. Yep. And then we're going to need you at 1 a.m., Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> By the way, you get to be on ESPN. <laughs> Remember, you don't have to be here. You get to be here. It's like, you just offered... That's In the world that we currently live, that is why. That's the biggest news by far of the last week in my life, and that is the most selfish <laughs> thing of all time. But when I saw that and read that article, I was just like, this is great news if that is what that is uh, worth to somebody at some point. And I would assume we're going to have these conversations. are sure. continuing. Uh, but we're in a much different time now than <laughs> we were just 24 hours ago. Diggs, what's going on, <laughs> COVID cowboy? By the way, jacket is... Thank you. Spectacular. Yeah. I it looks it. like an old-school starter jacket, but it has a modern fit and feel to it. You really did well with exactly. that. I believe your wife bought it for you. Congrats yes. on the good purchase. COVID yeah. Cowboy, what are you thinking, pal? Uh
4: I'm thinking if I'm Skip, I'm probably quoting the late, great Ron Burgundy. We've been doing this for the last 12 years, and in no way is that depressing. Same party. Same party. Same takes. $8 million a year. That's awesome. Good for Skip. <laughs> <laughs> Tip off. of the cap. <laughs> Tip of the cap. cap. But I also woke up on this Feel Good Friday feeling a little gooder this Friday. Oh, why is that? Because it's locked in that, that we still have our future Hall of Fame quarterback coming back seven for seven. Uh, with uh, about $15 million less in cap space this season. So it just feels good.
0: And Ben Roethlisberger taking $15 million less out of the cap. It was supposed to be 41.7. Yeah. dollars <laughs> That contract was set up for failure. regardless. We would if,
4: speaking a different tune if it was that.
0: Regardless if COVID's coming through or not, by the way. yeah. And what you're referring to is the Carson Wentz effect that I had. And if you, Correct. Yeah, by yeah. the way, if anybody listened to what Diggs just said, attack him too. <laughs> uh, but Ben has come out and said it is my greatest honor Okay, there's been a lot of honors. Now, that is, what about the day you found?
1: Your Lord and Savior.
0: Whoa. Children. Remember, you got to remember Keenum, okay, after the Minneapolis miracle, Mm -hmm. said that that moment on the spot was the third best moment of his life or something like that. It was either, I think it was wedding. Yep. Jesus, Minneapolis miracle. Bingo. Ben Roethlisberger says, now, I don't want to test anybody's faithhood here. Sure. It is my greatest honor, not to, not. Oh man, this is going to be yeah. hard for me to get past. It
1: so with the <laughs> well, it, 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 what, I mean, there well, has to be a bit of a
2: there has to be a bit of a riff with Ben, and you know, after what happened,
1: the what man, happened? The man upstairs—that wasn't his yeah. doing. What are you talking about?
2: When the people told his story that wasn't supposed to be told public. Oh,
0: you think he's potentially at on? Uh, I don't know. He was, let's get back to it. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger said, "Is my greatest." I mean, that is that is just not what I would expect out of somebody who. It is my greatest honor to be a Pittsburgh Steeler and give my all for this organization, said Roethlisberger. I am grateful to be at this stage of my career and more than happy to adjust my contract in a way that best helps the team to address other players who are so vital to our success. I love this game, and I love to compete. And I believe in this team and my ability to deliver when called upon. It all starts with great preparation, and I'm ready to go.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Say no more, Ben. Take a pay cut, ready to go. Thinks he can win. Pittsburgh Steelers might be in conversation with the AFC champs this year. Huh? All right. All
4: right. He, is, uh, he is now a little fun fact: the quarterback who has spent the most seasons with one team for an entire career. Really? Because Brady left and went to a second team.
0: You mean currently active?
4: No, of all time. Really? Uh-huh. How long was Brady with the Patriots? What was it, 20 years or something like that? How, this, this, will, this will be year 18, but this will be his last year and only playing for one organization is what I'm saying. So it's the longest
0: active streak at the team.
4: No, because Brady has played for two teams. What well, I'm not saying it correctly. He it's will the finish. longest
0: active streak playing for the same team.
4: Well, that is true as well. <laughs> but when he finishes his career, he will be the longest ten-year career for a quarterback with only playing for one, we don't
0: know if that's true. Yeah, that's right. you have no idea if that's true because yeah, all fine. these statements could be just him wanting to rake in another what twenty million dollars or something like
4: that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's an
0: honor, and he loves being no, a Steeler, no. and he's also getting another twenty some million dollars. I this mean, is one. Okay, maybe whatever happens in a year from now, if it's growing stronger, <laughs> yeah. his elbow that he just got replaced, well, and the Steelers be, are like, honestly, we got to move on. Ideal. Yeah, but what if the Steelers are like, we got to move on Time. now because it hasn't been able to work, and Ben just happens to hit this. Quarterback free agency frenzy that has been happening to every quarterback. The fact that the COVID cowboy over there believes that there's no – you think there's no chance Ben Roethlisberger ever hits the market and goes somewhere else?
4: Zero percent chance.
1: What if the Browns come calling in a couple years? Zero percent chance. What
0: if the Indianapolis Colts give a call in like a year from now? Nah.
1: I think it would
2: take a lot because he could have done it this year, right? The team wasn't super committed to bringing him back. He basically gave them money back to come play for the No, game. no,
0: he could have retired. he couldn't have went somewhere else.
2: He could have retired, took a year off and then came back he could, they were willing It seemed like the conversations were they might have been willing to cut him if he played that right
0: That's at Nick Moraldo, uh Pittsburgh Steelers fan as well. They, their dead cap hit would have still been like forty million dollars or something like that. They had to get a restructure right
4: twenty two if they would have uh, cut him oh. If he would have.
0: Pretty large cap hitters.
4: So it was either cut him and pay him 22 to not play or pay him now 26 this season to play.
0: Listen, I love that Ben's coming back for you guys, okay? I I think it's the best option for you guys to win next year. Like, I don't know long term, but next year I think it's the best option for the Steelers to win is with Ben Rothisberger. But one year from now, if he becomes... Because isn't it a bunch of voidable years on the back end? Isn't that what they made the deal? Yeah, it's basically 20, a one-year deal?
4: till 2025, yeah. Those, those Just four voidable years
0: I mean, Ben is potentially going to be on the market, boys. This is something you're just going to have to deal with. That won't happen. And if he plays one year somewhere else, that record that you were breaking down there, longest tenured, only team quarterback of all time, <laughs> like that, that is going to have to change That's potentially. No, That's no, potentially done. Because Aaron told us last year, you'd always hope that you become that guy. Right. Aaron said he dreamt of being that guy for the Green Bay Packers, and then he realized quickly with one sudden decision, just I think moments after he said that, well, hours, I guess, because how long it was. Mm-hmm. One sudden decision, it's not in your control anymore. It's, it's all of a sudden it's everybody else's control instead of your own.
4: And if Aaron does not go play for O team, he will then break that record of longest tenure to only playing for one team in your career for, as a quarterback.
0: You know, Aaron Rodgers, you know this Russell Wilson situation that's mm-hmm. happening right now? Russell's viewed as this super good guy, right? Yeah, for sure. Russell's viewed as a super... Gumpy, Nick, Zito, Mansuri, Jay, Diggs, boys are here. Okay, good. Let's get to (laughs) it. Russell Wilson always had this super good guy. Loves the team. Mm -hmm. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Clear eyes, open hearts. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers had the completely opposite stigma about him being standoffish and snubby and and all that stuff. He has never once, what, had his team or anybody come out and say, like, hey, what's going on the Packers? Absolute bullshit. Which, by the way, he could if he really wanted to. Everybody else outside of there has said it. Now, I'm not saying that the Packers aren't a good team. They are. Okay, they have that whole thing. But the Packers have obviously not tried to – Go like they have not. They, they, we're going to run this thing how we've always run it. If we win, we win. We should because we've got a great quarterback. But they have not gone all in to go, which is basically what Russell Wilson is saying about the Seattle Seahawks. He's actually more hinging upon him not being viewed as a top five quarterback. Allegedly, he wants to be viewed as a top five quarterback all the time, but he doesn't have the MVPs. He, he thinks allegedly that he's not even top 10. Aaron Rodgers has been able to do all that, but the team is still not doing their thing. It's like Aaron has always been this guy people think is a dick. Mm hmm. And Russell's always been this guy that people think is a hero. And now, similar situations. And I'm not saying this makes Russell Wilson a dick at all. Okay, Russell, you do whatever you got to do. I'm just saying, from the population perspective, this has to be quite a moment to be like, oh, the guy that we've always said was an asshole. Now, granted, this past season, I think change that. And people that know Aaron would never think that. But I'm just saying the overall perspective. And then now they're in similar situations. It's like Aaron's just been quiet as shit. He's disappeared completely. Yeah. His team's not saying anything. There's nothing like that going on when clearly that could be happening. Very interesting how that... Watcher Peyton Man of the Year, Mm -hmm. MVP. Watch Peyton Man of the Year not happy voicing it. Right. MVP... Potentially, best spot
1: he's been in seems like. Yeah, and he's just
0: like, yeah, whatever you got to do. That's a very that that human aspect of that whole thing is very interesting to me.
1: Well, and I think that is part of the reason why I don't, you know, like, I I mean, the Russell Wilson stuff, it's whatever, but it's because he is a robot, so everyone just assumes that you know everything he says. Like anytime you see him do an interview or something, he never says the wrong thing. It's always the same prepackaged stuff. Rodgers told us this year, he's like, you know, I'll be, I, I, I'm honest. And then people take it like, oh, this guy's, he's an asshole. He's a prick. It's like, but he, you know, if he mentioned stuff about personnel Could or anything Could you imagine like that, if his
0: team came out, his team said something? Right. Aaron Rodgers' team is not happy with what the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. does. Oh my God, it would be, oh, asshole, egotistical, Aaron Rodgers back at it again. Right. Now, which by the way, we would not, resp- I just, I'm going to say like, this is not saying this is how I'm reacting to Russell Wilson or how I would react to Aaron Rodgers doing this. I'm just saying it's interesting how the public always views these situations, pick and choose on who's making a good move for themselves and who's a cocky asshole. It's very it's, it's almost like a sociology experiment we're watching happen here live in front of everybody.
1: And I think that's why a large majority of their fans would give him a pass because he's never, like, he's never been seen like this. You know, So when he comes out and he says all this stuff, like I want personnel and scheme decisions, I want to be viewed as an MVP and as a top quarterback. It's like, okay, well, he's never he's never proved any of this stuff before. But yeah, I mean, if Rogers did it, he'd get absolutely crucified, no question.
0: Do you know who I do love though? In their social media, Tom Brady is. Oh the, yeah, he's the best. Really? What do you? It was a hundred thousand. How many tweets? How many retweets? One hundred ten thousand or something retweets on that. The, the avocado. The, so like
4: yeah, it was like one sixteen, one twenty. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: slaughtering social media. Greatest of all time. And then yesterday he had to answer because, you know, Baker Mayfield said that he and his lady saw, uh, you know, a UFO coming out of Lake Travis. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm about 100% sure, he said. a <laughs> wasn't about, <listen>, about, <laughs> about 100% sure. My wife and I, we were driving. We saw something fall out of the sky that was not normal. We looked at each other and said, hey, do you, huh? You, you see it? You see? We seen it? boom we say let me go ahead and put this out to the world to see if anybody else also saw what i saw because you know social media is a way to get the voice of the people you maybe don't know within your inner circle he puts it out there in og in the game colin cowherd's first reaction is i see see that's what i'm talking about <laughs> never gonna win i don't want my starting quarterback driving with his wife okay seeing an alien seeing a ufo talking about it and doing that whole thing that's that's Just get your fucking head in a playbook. Yeah. All right, that's all. That's Colin Cowherd, which, by the way, I have to repeat it again. I find that incredibly amazing that that is the first reaction Colin Cowherd has, and that is why Cowherd has been doing what he's doing for so long. Just Mm -hmm. like you could think however you want to think. It is amazing he thinks that way. We did not have that thought. then Colin Cowherd says, you know, my quarterbacks don't see UFOs. (laughs) You know what I mean? The Tom Brady's the Montanas, yep. the Youngs, or whatever. He went through a whole thing. Tom Brady, in what, one, maybe six words, seven words, just completely buries his entire <laughs> team. Tom Brady tweets out, who says, how do you know I have never seen aliens, Colin? <laughs> <How do> you, <laughs> hey, Colin, how do you, Colin, just quick question. How do you have any idea that I've never seen aliens? Because uh, Coward's quote was Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw. T- Terry Bradshaw has definitely seen aliens. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, okay, so, many times.
0: And I would assume Troy Aikman, by the way,
1: Probably as well. I
0: would assume <laughs> Troy Aikman probably pretty open to the entire UFO alien mm-hmm. thing as well. Joe Montana, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Joe Montana. I don't know much about that man. He has those shoes that are really... Uh, Shape-ups, yep. He has the Shape Tony up. Romo mm-hmm, yep. big uh, monster truck shoes or whatever. Yep. Kind of like my uh, mm-hmm. Hoka-one-ones. Nah. nah, they're not the kaka yeah. Right? yeah, the Skechers are too... Uh, selfish, They put the S all over it, so it kind of makes it look like Kids Bop or whatever. Mm-hmm. The hocus are just like, hey, we'll stay off of this. You just do what you got to do if you want to walk on a goddamn platform cloud. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the thought that Tom Brady has definitely seen an alien. That's what it feels like, mm-hmm. right?
1: Sounds like it. It might
0: it,
4: actually be one.
0: But well, at the level he's at, right, the world that he lives in,
4: oh, I'm yeah. assuming he knows
0: the people. He's probably him.
4: been to conferences with him.
0: I'd assume he sat down next to him.
1: A couple more <laughs> doors open for him.
0: And then a couple of doors open probably for his wife as well Mm -hmm. yeah so that's what four or five doors now at this point i'd assume that behind one of those doors was somebody who knows about fucking aliens. yeah
4: yeah i would agree
0: because what i i had a sit down with a admiral who was one of the uh chiefs of staff Mm -hmm. for uh president obama He came in and spoke to our team as a motivational speech. I think I told you guys about this. I had dinner after that meeting and I was the last one there. And he came and sat down next to me and like his secret service was around the room or whatever. And he probably wanted to talk football or whatever. And I was like, I'm never getting this opportunity again. So I hammered him with questions about everything. Tell me about the border, Ebola at the time. Oh, and boom, boom, boom. He was giving me answers. I'd assume Tom Brady could have those conversations, what, every single night if he wants. So yep. He was eating dinner with who? Bill Gates, the guy that owns yep. Lightning and uh, G- Jeter or whatever mm-hmm. down there. Yeah. I'd also. assume he, Tom Brady knows.
4: Jeter's got a lot of doors open. I mean, I'd argue that if your quarterback hasn't seen or hasn't met aliens, then they're not worth a shit.
0: Yeah, that, that is potentially a good argument at this point. Now, I will have to check in with Patrick Mahomes. I would assume mm-hmm, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is also seen it. Probably. Joining us now is an insider from ESPN, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Field Yates. Yeah, Field, uh, quick question. Um, do, do we know, is it on record, if Patrick Mahomes has seen an alien or not? Because at this point, if your quarterback, what the COVID Cowboys saying? should you be alarmed if your quarterback hasn't seen an alien at this point? Is that something we should more look into?
5: I don't think it's on the record yet, but I'm not prepared to discount the possibility that Patrick Mahomes has seen aliens. Okay. I feel like if there's an admirable quality in a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes probably has it.
0: And we believe pretty firmly here that if you've seen an alien, that is an admirable—that <laughs> oh, yeah. is an admirable quality. Mm-hmm. Actually, pretty envious.
5: Let's it's get the right to the red flag if you haven't. Right?
0: Yeah, that's what we're saying though. Like, because just yesterday, I mean, Aaron has seen a UFO yes. orange bulb go through the sky, four uh, jet fighter pilots flying mm-hmm. behind him or whatever. Then Baker obviously saw the thing fall out of the sky. Tom Brady basically said, yeah, yeah, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. I know these mother." Like That's basically what Tom said. So at this point, I'm, now I'm wondering, as Carson, like, hey, Carson, Well, before we talk about you being a cult here, let's talk about whether or not you've seen... Let's move on. (laughs) Russell Wilson has certainly not seen an alien, but he is currently entrenched in a PR battle with the Seattle Seahawks. It began with his team of people that are surround him on a day-to-day basis releasing some information, him going on the Great Dan Patrick show, talking about it a little bit, and then more and more starts to leak out. This is getting ugly. If he goes back to Seattle, it seems like it'd be much more unlikely than for him to leave now. It seems like that is definitely what's going to happen is that has this been happening this quickly all along or are we just now realizing it here in the last day or so this is this is speeding up it feels like field
5: rarely do these things just come together out of nowhere pat so i don't think this is like newfound frustration that just bubbled up one whatever morning it was where the initial reporting came out i think people have known about the possibility of russell wilson being frustrated I think the question that we have to sort of figure out over the next few months is if a quarterback is ostensibly one foot out the door already, what kind of success can you achieve? Like If Seattle believes that Russell Wilson already has one foot out the door and everything we've heard publicly suggests that he does, um, does that mean that it's just a matter of time that he's playing elsewhere, whether that's a trade this off season or a trade next off season, it feels at least right now, like an eventual separation is coming. So Seattle has to make a determination. When does it make most sense to execute your exit strategy? Because it's a ton of money. You're going to eat in terms of dead salary cap. If you trade them this off season, but if there's an offer that presents itself somehow, some way this off season that you don't believe will ever be matched going forward, then I think you at least have to have eyes open to this. I think I, generally speaking, am doing my best to not even entertain the idea of trading Russell Wilson. But if it's going to become an inevitability, you have to at least size up the best offers available.
0: Diana Rossini reported yesterday that the Seattle Seahawks are shopping (laughs) she did not she did not but she did say the calls are going she said she said calls are going both ways it feels like seattle is much more open to it than houston right houston with what you just said about how much success can you have if you have a quarterback that's one step out the door it feels like deshaun watson was an entire yacht out the door just a couple weeks ago and it's only gotten even worse after meeting with coach dave and having a conversation with him where are we standing at that are we ever gonna is that gonna be When's that going to blow up? That that has to blow up at some point, doesn't it? I mean, at some point, that whole situation is going to blow up.
5: Yeah, I would think so. And you know what's interesting is that a lot of things that Houston has done so far this off season, and it's not likely to even reach free agency. But if you look at some of the players they've released, uh, they have not yet, and I suppose they could, franchise tag Will Fuller as an example, then... Like A lot of the moves they've made, even if they're closer to being around the margins, do suggest a team that realizes it's got a, a little bit of a rebuild ahead of it. You oh. release starting center Nick Martin, as an example. You, 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 you've made several moves. Duke Johnson release, David Johnson restructure, moves that suggest this team understands it's got a lot of work to do to get this roster to be where it needs to be, and You know, on the one hand, the easiest way to work backwards is to trade away Deshaun Watson, because he's your best player by far. He's 25 years a franchise quarterback. On the other hand, if you're going to blow this thing up, then trading Deshaun Watson is going to net you the largest pick, or or, I guess largest return of picks uh, that you possibly could. Phil, quick question. I think at some point. Quick
0: question. Quick question. If you're the Houston Texans and you've not gone through a draft yet or a scouting process, so... It, realistically, you're not 100% sure how great you are at those two things yet, right? You're not 100% sure if you're going to hit or not. I'd assume every GM thinks that they're the best ever at drafting, but more uh, others are probably a little bit more self-aware through failure. If the Miami Dolphins were to offer three picks within the top 40 picks this year for Deshaun Watson, would that not be an incredible amount of picks in return to be, rebuild right now? But on the flip side, is there a chance that Cesario and Easterby are looking at each other and like, we ain't even know if we're good with these kids. Like, we, we have no idea if those three picks are going to turn out to anything. Is that something you think? Like, is Miami a real player in this with the amount of draft capital that they have? Or is Miami, after cutting Kyle Van Noy just looking for things to kind of rebuild with?
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't think three picks this year is enough to start. I think that it would have to be at least three picks this year. Three, 17 in a second round pick, plus potentially a first round pick. Oh. Next year, because despite <laughs> the fact that Deshaun Watson wants to get out, like... Is that a fantasy
0: football trade, or is that real life? <laughs> that's like from what you heard, three and no, then...
5: I, I would say this, I'm just, I'm just using logic here. I, I, no one specifically told me, hey, the asking price is a minimum of three first-round picks, but look at this off-season, pack. We've got several teams that I think need a quarterback upgrade, right? You can make the case for teams that need a quarterback upgrade to include Washington, New England... Chicago, teams near the top of the draft, like New York, the Jets, I mean, uh, you know, maybe Atlanta wants to add a quarterback to the pipeline, Carolina, Denver potentially. There are a lot of teams that need a quarterback upgrade. Who are the quarterback upgrades that are available out there right now? Certainly Trevor Lawrence to take care of Jacksonville, but oh,
1: Derek Carr? Yeah.
5: But he he doesn't even seem available. And if he is, I'm that joking, means that today <laughs> the Raiders have upgraded to somebody else, right? So, um, they would have, But there aren't that many players that represent upgrades. The two that do on the veteran market are Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. So I think the picks are going to be, I mean, minimum three first-round picks. If you're Chicago right now and Miami says, hey, we'll, we'll give Houston two first-round picks this this year plus a second-round pick, Chicago may say, why do that? We'll give you a, this year's first, next year's first. The following first, years first and a few other picks and maybe a young player as well because I think if I'm Chicago I'm anteing up at least that much for a player like Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they've been the most interested in both Deshaun via Jeremy Fowler, which I assume is a friend of yours. You're probably on the same group text via him. Uh, Chicago has packages for Deshaun and for Russell, I guess. Mm -hmm. They are in the market, which is good for all
1: Chicago fans, I would assume. Uh, Ty Schmidt, what do you have? Field, have you heard anything about Aaron Jones? The Packers GM not too long ago said that they'd franchise him if he thought that was the best thing for the team, but it doesn't seem like uh, they're going to do that. Have you heard anything about where he might wind up?
0: And a follow-up to that question, a follow-up to that question, Field, how come when the GM says that and he says, like, uh, we'll make a decision that's best for the team or whatever. It's like, that's what we're asking you, pal. Like, you're <laughs> the, like did anybody, how come that never happens? I apologize for that. But whenever he, he gave that big statement, it said nothing. And it's like, Mm-mm. we're asking for you pal to give that answer. It's just, yeah, it's it's not an organizational philis, uh, philosophy to askew the franchise tag. Although he says there are usual better ways to avoid it. He says, he'll use the franchise tag on Aaron Jones. If that is what's best for the Packers, it's very much case by case. It's like, that's what we fucking asked you about. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you hearing over there?
5: Yeah, that, first of all, that's a big word to throw into a press conference. Eskew, right? yeah. to the franchise tag. Like, yeah. I, I had to look that one up when I first heard it. Um, so
0: did we. It's great know, to know that you did <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's great to know.
5: Two birds with a feather. Um, I would say <laughs> well, this. Don't say so, that. <laughs> I think it depends on where the franchise tag ends up because we're still waiting on the salary cap. I expect the number, I mean, as much as the salary cap being down is a detriment to basically the entire league amongst the few areas where things will help just a little bit and again you don't really fact. i mean give it given how low the salary cap is like they're not really wins but because franchise tags will be a little bit uh more affordable this year be, with the salary cap being down maybe that breathes some life into aaron jones huh. getting a franchise tag but oftentimes guys i just look backwards here the Packers used a second-round pick last year, on as you do as well, uh, on on Aaron on uh, A.J. Dillon. I uh, know friend of the program, A.J. Dillon. And so you know, you've juice. got a guy in A.J. Dillon juice. who ran well down the stretch last year. Oh, the Packers yeah. did so give awesome. him some work, even when Aaron Jones is healthy and on the oh. field. That you know, you're going to have to make tough decisions this year uh, as, as a Packers organization. And while I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and many, if not all, the Packers would prefer that Aaron Jones is still there. You know, this team's feeling the cap crunch a little bit, and running back is a position that we know much more than others is easier to find replacement players. Aaron Jones himself is a good example. He was a fifth-round pick uh, all the way back when he was drafted in 2017. So, you know, this is an example of a player that you know. the best way to replace him might be to go find the next Aaron Jones out
0: of UTEP. Yeah, dynamic players are always difficult to replace, and I think Aaron Jones has become a dynamic player, but you're right. It does feel like there are more successful running backs than other positions that are totally. a little bit scarce. Uh, the salary cap thing you just hit on it there is going to be a problem for everybody. Uh, the Washington football team has cleared $14.9 million off because they released Alex Smith, who just won Comeback Player of the Year. This follows GQ magazine where Alex Smith said Washington didn't want, hey, they didn't want me to come back. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to be the comeback player of the year. They didn't want me to play. I kind of forced them into this. Is it ugly behind the scenes? Because the Washington football team said, has come out and said now that Alex requested the release. Where do you see him potentially landing? Is he going to be a backup? Does he still think he's going to be a starter? And what's going on behind the scenes over in Washington? Because the exposes kind of stole the light. Now it sounds like Alex Smith potentially not thrilled with what's going on over there
5: yeah, so I would say that, on the one hand, any player is going to be frustrated, probably having gone through the pendulum of emotions that Alex Smith experienced over the past year, right? I mean, not one, not knowing if a team believed he would make his his way back or not, and then obviously having you know he was the third string quarterback for a portion of the season, right? Um, but I think we all know enough about Ron Rivera to know that uh, a coach who's going to handle things the right way more often than not is typically Ron Rivera far as Alex Smith's future, I do think it's an interesting conversation. It was the best story in football last year. Uh, I thought it was an incredibly inspiring story that there were some life lessons to be gained from watching Alex Smith return to the football field and doing what he loved. Huh. On the other hand, you know, if you're looking at the potential starting gigs right now, there's not a ton. And we all love Alex Smith. All of us do. I'm sure I can speak for this entire program in saying as much. Uh, he threw two fewer touchdowns, the interceptions, last regular season. He uh, averaged like 190 passing yards per game. This is a passing league. When they won their five games down the stretch last year to clinch the NFC East, obviously the competition wasn't great, but he still was averaging like 6.3 yards per attempt. Just for some perspective, some of the best around the NFL are closer to 8.5 or 9 yards not a vertical passer, and we know because of all he's been through with his leg, he's not a runner anymore. He had three rushing yards on 10 attempts last season. You think about the way the league is trending, high volume passing offenses and quarterbacks that can, if not run for a ton of yards, at least extend plays with their feet and you know run for some level of yards, whether it's an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes, but they're also just going to buy time. Somewhere. So I think Alex Smith probably makes the most sense in a backup somewhere, and I think his greatest trait whoever he goes would be leadership i think there's a chance to be an excellent leader jacksonville what do you got Gumpy?
2: yeah field uh seattle seahawks player came out this morning basically said that russell hasn't won without an elite defense or run game and he believes more in pete carroll do you think the seahawks feel the same way like they can replace russell wilson
5: so i think it's possible first of all um. Doesn't that, that that strikes me as like the kind of quote you'd hear from a player that either plays defense or was a running back, right? Yeah.
0: This, <laughs> I mean, wide also, receivers are
5: going to be saying that.
0: Also, a guy that did not go to Russell Wilson's birthday party. <laughs> true. Which we yeah, do true. have to think about mm-hmm. whenever we hear true. these quotes. So I mean, that's very
5: good. very good point. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. here's what I would say: is that I think it's possible the Seahawks believe Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in all of football. I think it's also possible that they understand how difficult it is to replace. Russell Wilson, Clear especially at this juncture. was funny, I was re-watching a, uh, a video that Chris Mortensen tweeted back, I think it was February 26th, and it was revisiting a conversation that had been had, I want to say like two weeks before that. And Mort was retelling the story of the time that Seattle in 2018 went and saw Josh Allen in a pro day, and there was actually a conversation between John Schneider, their GM, and John Dorsey at the time the Browns' GM. This is when the Browns had the first overall pick. No deal ever, ever gained significant traction. But it's you know it's sort of one of those stories that when you think about what's going on right now, it's hard not to remember that story and think about the idea that it's not that Seattle doesn't believe Russ is unbelievable, right? It's that I think many teams are going to be more mindful of potential exit strategies if they think there's a chance they might need a quarterback going forward. It doesn't feel to me right now that Russell Wilson is examining an exit. Uh, the Seahawks, excuse me, are examining exit strategies for us. They just paid him whatever it was a year or two ago. Four years, that was last uh, two years ago. Four years and 140 million bucks, uh, 35 million dollars per season. He I don't think Seattle bed, was remember? planning to have yes, to revisit their quarterback depth chart before that.
0: Had two chains on. He was in bed, I think, mm-hmm. whenever that deal was signed. It was late That's right? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Unlimited might be on the move. Same with Deshaun after signing $100 million deals. Uh, we appreciate your time here today, Field. Quick question. How many wins does this team get next year? This is going to be my new closeout question, I think, for people.
5: Motor City. 10-6 uh, and, and win one playoff game. Just uh, my guy, Foxy.
1: 17-game 17
5: 17 season, okay? There's NFL <laughs> expert, Field Yates. 11-6.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, 11-6. I right. appreciate you, Field. Field's a man. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. None of it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the... The shortstop, it's already happened. All right? That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are... A swipe that comes in a discreet, unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm-hmm. maybe. whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transferred to your partner at all, nope. and then you just have the time of your life. Yeah. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. Jesus. That's GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. No spaces. Uh, and you can get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. Alright. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Shout out to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat McAfee. That's Super Bowl champ, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. AJ, how you doing, huh?
3: I'm doing great. How you guys doing?
0: Hey, it's good to see you. I put shorts on today, like house shorts. I wore my house shorts Mm -hmm. in here. I don't know if you've seen them, AJ. I've worn my house shorts here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I never, ever do this. this is literally something I never do I think the boys have probably seen me in sweats outside of my house one time probably Uh, I wear jeans, jean shorts I have a strict, you leave the house okay, this is with me there's like two different modes you gotta be like we're going to work, okay put the pants on even if they're shorts we're going to work today wearing these house shorts might have changed me I really? tell you what, you feel pretty comfy with the legs flying around. Mm-hmm. You don't even really see it on the thing at all. You haven't really seen it at all. I'm maybe about to become a full-on bum out here. Uh, Ty, you've dressed this way for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I see why you do this.
1: Exactly. I mean, I wore I wore jeans a couple days this week. I woke up this morning. I said, you know what? Fuck it. No one sees my legs on camera. I'm going to put my sweatpants on. It's a lot more comfortable.
0: Yeah, so that's casual what,
1: Fridays.
3: That's my day right now. That's what we got going on. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing well. I... I I don't wear jeans unless I guess I really have to. And for what I do, for the most part, day to day, I don't really have to wear jeans.
0: I know. And by the way, it was something where I was judged by my teammates because NFL locker room, maybe biggest sweats at workplace of all time. Maybe, maybe of all time. AQ actually has, when he goes home, he just takes his, his sweats off and his crocs off, okay? And his crocs are at right <laughs> the bottom of them. And then he'll, the next morning, he just wakes up, same exact mm-hmm. pair, boom, and he does that for an entire season, okay? <laughs> That's what he does for an entire season. That's like how, by the way, Retro Force, no big deal, how you don't keep it moving. Mm. Oh. Ah, mm. ah, 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 ta, ting, pow, boom. Anyways, um, so big sweats at workplace. I always had pants on. Always did it because I felt like that made me feel as if, you know, I was going to work or whatever. I think I was mistaken, though. I think I should have done this the entire time. I feel pretty good here, AJ.
3: Yeah, you should have. And and when you're playing in the league, I guess people would probably be surprised to hear that sometimes throughout the week, guys will wear the same clothes for five straight days because you don't really have them on. You you show up at the facility early in the morning. You change instantly into your gear. Then – i would always put my undershirts my underwear my socks everything in my bag i always had them wash some of my personal stuff as well i throw it in there with my football stuff Age Smart, then smart I mean, end selfish. of the day though Age. but think about it Wasting up, laundry detergent. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you shower up at the end of the day put those clothes that you had on at six in the morning go home and then you go to bed shortly after it probably like you barely have them on. Yeah. AQ, you said five
0: days. AQ went four straight months (laughs) and it was getting, it was getting alarming because he was right next to me. And I, you know, like three weeks you probably don't really notice, but once you get past like the month straight of wearing something, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I mean, I never." Just what AJ or a, yeah, AJ just did. He was like, "Never wear them. I wear them in. I will do the whole thing." And then I'm I'm like, "Well, it smells like at this point that you have." But that's the NFL or whatever. So it has been a good little Friday. It has been a good little Friday with the shorts and everything like that. No real news. No real, more kickers are getting released, which is just heartbreaking Russell Wilson wants out of town it sounds like it's getting ugly over there AJ hey it's getting ugly in Seattle with sources and anonymous quotes and everything like that it's pretty cool I mean we're right in the middle of it with Rossini's thing yesterday but this is getting wild AJ I I
3: wonder I've had multiple people ask me yesterday actually hey do you really think this do you believe any of this Russell Wilson stuff And, and I wonder like what people think do people truly believe that this is Russ doing this and he wants out Well, Russ could have came out and said this, right? Uh,
0: He's could have come out now at this point. Mark Rogers, right, his agent has already spoken to Schefter, so we know that Schefter and his agent Mm -hmm. have a relationship. All these things could get dispelled, and they're not. So that makes us question. Now, just like I said yesterday, this is not fair, okay, that Russell Wilson has to come out and potentially say, that bullshit that was just created to be bullshit, basically, which is what this would all be if this was all a fugazi or whatever. I understand that's not fair for us to have to do that, but if he's allegedly one of the top quarterbacks of all time, this is the type of shit that potentially comes alongside of it. Like right. It's not fair to him to have to
3: answer if this is all just completely fake bullshit. He started it, but but Russell started it, so this, is, this isn't like some, yeah, okay, allegedly, but he could easily come to spell. I guess I was surprised yesterday I was cut off guard that I just assumed, well, yeah, of course, Russ hasn't come out and denied it. This is like his team. Exactly. Yeah, I believe it 100%. Russ is sick of what's going on in, Cleveland, or in Seattle, and it seems like there's so, a rift between he and Pete, and Pete was his guy for so long. So, yeah, of course, I believe it, but they, I had multiple people that didn't really – maybe they didn't want to believe it. Yeah, I think that's more the thing
0: now is the Seattle Seahawks fans. Now, you're – I. I by the way i hope you know we're still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic yeah Yeah. i don't know what people you're just out and about talking about that are asking you about russell i don't know if you're just doing events and signings and everything zoom
3: i i I, I zoom with multiple of course okay what a hero what a hero is that wi-fi
0: no yeah exactly how many zooms are you on right now okay concurrent with this facetime that you have but the um the people asking about that a lot of Seahawks fans i once again i feel like they're torn like, I feel like there's Seahawks fans that are mad that all this is happening, and I think they're even realizing like, well, Russ hasn't come out and said no or whatever at this point, you know what I mean? There's those people, and then there's the people that are like, oh, we're sick, fucking get them out. It seems to happen this way. Fan bases, if drama happens, they're heartbroken about it, and then they immediately know that they're going to be a fan of that team regardless of what happens, and they don't want to deal with the negativity that's going on with something that they feel positive about, especially in the offseason. Russell Wilson right now, for some Seahawks fans, as the guy who has been the face of the Seahawks for the last decade or whatever, him potentially not wanting to be there, probably a heartbreaking situation for a lot of Seahawks fans. And they're like, fuck, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Just move on from it. It's interesting because now there's a team Pete Carroll camp. There's a team Russell Wilson camp. There's people coming out. It's getting ugly. And if they don't stop it, it's going to get very awkward if they don't end up separating. That's going to be a very awkward
3: situation. Oh, it's absolutely going to get very awkward at some point. Whenever they, if they're supposed to get back uh, together in person, but don't you think most people will side with Russell at least early on in this whole situation? They're not mm-hmm. going to side with Pete. By the way, we t- we let off the show with
0: this, and we are stereotyped as a pro Aaron Rodgers uh, show. I would like to let everybody know that as a sports show that is mostly NFL talk, we will always be pro NFL MVP show. Okay. Uh, just so happens to be a guy that Mm -hmm. we know very well, so that kind of that sucks for you, but just know going forward, like, that's what an NFL show will probably be, is a pro NFL MVP. Imagine if this was Aaron Rodgers in this entire thing. The the back, like you said, most people would side with Russell. I agree people would side with Russell because we're in a world you know, where it's like, hey, this person's got to do what's best for them. Okay, that whole thing. And I'm not saying I would ever be against, but there's people that is, if Aaron was to do this because for whatever frustrations that would be very legit if he was to say this, and not that he would or has told us to do it, but if he did it, the people would pile on him so bad. This prick, this Mm -hmm. selfish, egotistical guy. And for whatever reason, it does feel like right now a large majority of people are like, yeah, you're right. Russell Wilson deserves to go somewhere else or something. It's very interesting how that whole thing pans out. But I hope everybody
3: ends up happy and gets everybody gets a billion dollars. That's what I hope. I mean, yeah. I hope the same thing. It's not going to happen, but yeah, you're never going to end it with everybody happy. That's just how it is. What for whatever reason, however, whether it's through like a, an athlete, an actor, whoever it is, like the image that they have, like you're kind of stuck with that. It's hard to to flip that around, I guess, when people know you so for so long as a certain way. They think they know you. I think we don't flipped come it by the way.
0: It. I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I, I think mm-hmm. I think not. We uh, that sounds incredibly selfish, but I do believe listening to him actually speak about things on a regular basis i think it did flip it with a large majority of people to be honest but there's still and by the way i get mentioned in a lot of it so that's how i know it happens there's still people that maybe didn't see any of what our conversations, or know anything about him that still think that. But I think that has turned a little bit. I'm just saying, in this particular situation that's happening, if Aaron was to come out and say, you know what? I want to be on a team that is going to go for it, go all in. You know, I feel like at this stage I'm not being talked about how I should be talking.
3: You to- Team 12? You mean Team 12? Or would Aaron be saying this himself?
0: Team 12 is saying this. Mm-hmm. Team 12 is saying this because Team 3 with Russ is saying he wants to be a top 5 quarterback all time. He's not even top 10 allegedly. And that, you know, that all that shit. If Aaron was to come out and say that oh my god they'd kill him oh my god he would get murdered for that thing and i guess that's why it's it's nice that you don't win an mvp yet everybody talks about how russell hasn't had a single vote for mvp or anything like that and maybe that's the difference of why
3: that whole thing but it is it is wild that, that maybe thing. it's the whole uh maybe Russ still has the whole underdog situation following him around you know like later round draft pick he's not big enough people didn't give him a chance and then bam he just takes the league by storm and he's incredibly likable off the field. Let's mm. go to some phones.
2: But then you go, uh, I, back, you go back to, what if next year he comes back to Seattle, they start 0-2. Then it just blows up. He's not and even playing. It, you know what I mean? He's
0: not even playing. He's not even trying hard. Then he has to answer those questions. He go Hawks at the end.
3: Go Hawks. He wouldn't mean it. Well, that's well, why he won't do it. Has he ever hey, That's it? why he's not speaking out, Pat, because he doesn't want to have to set the precedent with his first interview to not end in go Hawks. Just a tweets, cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could put together one of his incredible videos.
0: Mr. Please do it. Unlimited. Unlimited. I've done worse things on the internet, okay? I definitely have, but that one was awesome. You know, just for a guy that doesn't make a lot of content to come out flying with Mr. Unlimited, Mm -hmm. I like it that he took that swing. I want to let let everybody know I like that he took that swing. But it is something that you do have to talk about when situations like this arise with
3: Russell Wilson. The fact
4: that you think one of those videos that he puts together only takes a week or two or three, I mean, that's a two- to three-month production. No, no, not with his team. Yeah.
0: You don't know. Come yeah, on, I mean, Tony. You don't you think, know.
4: You think Spielberg has time to come up from the Mariana Trench and film one of those videos right now? It's You're gonna right. Take some time. You're
0: right. I can't <laughs> believe I can't believe they even got some workout Scorsese's in there. <laughs> <laughs> His workout videos are fucking awesome. He looks so fast. Oh, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: It's all Who fuel. Russ? Yeah. Talking Russ? Yeah. Oh yeah. So
3: he's been posting workout videos through this whole process. Fuel. Yeah, it's, it's just fuel, fuel, dude. Just fuel,
2: man. <laughs> All this is just
3: fuel. All oh, this in is him, just fuel man. that he did create
4: by himself.
0: What was that, AJ? <laughs> is that a sponsor or what is that? No, well, That's maybe it, it is probably a company he's launching. Yeah, New drink oh, or see, something. Uh, That's the just
4: fuel. Yeah, yeah. right. It's not going to be better than other stuff.
0: <laughs> you don't even know what it is.
4: is, it, <laughs> what? is it? I, <laughs> I was going to say something that I know it's not better than, but I didn't know who is currently sponsoring the show and stuff, so I wasn't going to say. Well, it's not better than Celsius for sure. Correct.
3: Does he sell the concussion water? uh is he believe is that uh i think he
1: was he used it. Yeah, to be he a was. big Can proponent of it yeah, yeah.
3: So did it work or did
0: we back off i don't think that? he's ever well, had I know one. he's
1: been sacked more times in the last nine years so he might need he might still need it you know more than anyone else
0: hey legit though if there's a water that fixes concussions great
3: fucking way for good for science yeah,
1: yeah obviously oh, Pat, if, there was,
3: if there was that water out there it would every household in the world would probably have some what, what do you say
0: not everyone's people, had a concussion. Everyone
3: gets, everyone, oh, at be. some point can get a concussion, I guess, if they fall down, they, they bump their head, their kids don't, do heads playing flag football together. Oh, and let me guess, you just think it's so easy to put
0: out, what, how many, 100 million, how many people are in America?
4: 300 something million. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: You think it's that easy just to roll those things out? You think he can just roll out that concussion water to everybody in America, huh? Maybe he should be running some other things that need to be yeah. rolled out. If you think that it's Jeez. just that easy, what do you want tap do, do you want water concussion water? What do you think this is, dude? Okay, he's trying. He's unlimited,
4: but a little bit limited
0: with the way to roll out
4: the concussion yeah. water for everybody. The distribution, it's the bubbles.
0: Let's go to uh, Zach in Pennsylvania. What's going bubbles. on, Zach? Bubbles.
5: Hey, Pat. How it going? A hey, hey, to the J. A hey, to the J. And G. a big
2: shout out to the boys. What's
5: up, dude? Shout out. Shout out. How are you guys doing on this uh beautiful <laughs> feel-good Friday? Oh, everything's
0: good, Zach. Hey, Thank hey, you, asking. Hey. What do you want to talk about, pal? That's where way the cookie crumbles, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I got a couple things. Bear with me. I'll try to make it quick. so stupid. Um, <laughs> but smart. So... A little ironic that the Steelers kind of cleared up
5: 15 million there. It's about going right for a wide receiver. Hmm. Diggs. I know you hate it. Uh, next, uh. Oh, he said Juju's back. bears. I know you think, you well,
4: think they cleared 15 million to get to even, so.
5: You know, go go get Deshaun Watson, but, Damn. uh, I think Marcus Mariota would be a good fit. Plays better than anyone, anybody they got there, and a little
4: more, Chicago, uh, room
5: in the salary then for them to go get a wide receiver,
0: sure. so. All right, thank you, Zach. Uh, so he said Ben Roethlisberger took that pay cut not only because he loves the organization; it's his biggest honor to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, but because that's a, roughly exactly what people think Juju is going to make. That's an interesting little thing. Let's get Juju back. Bring yeah, him home.
4: Hey, Mike Hill.
0: Uh, Marcus Mariota to Chicago. Marcus Mariota had a great what half and a uh, yep. half and a quarter or whatever. He mm-hmm. looked unbelievable. He has a twenty million dollar price tag. He's going to become a free agent. Uh, there's a lot of moves I could
3: make. Everybody's saying that Chicago's in for Deshaun or Russell. AJ. Uh, they did say I know that what they're they're going to explore all options. I guess, but yeah, of course they're going to maybe they'll, they'll kick the tires. What does that mean? Like, will they be able to give up enough to get those guys? Um, they would, the interesting thing, the bears don't really have many draft cap, much draft capital. I don't don't think they're like anywhere near the conversation of that, but maybe Maggie, the the, bears are under. An extreme amount of pressure. I'm sure yeah. Zito knows that. Like they know we gotta win right now or we're out of here. Right now. Fired. Right now. Yeah. Well, that's it, from Zito. That's not necessarily the owner's.
2: Savior. If you're Ryan I, Pace, what though, too. what do you care? You know, trade everything you got. If you stink this year, you lose your job anyway. And
0: this is Bill O'Brien, yeah. right? <laughs> this is kind of Bill O'Brien's situation. So the owner is probably gonna have to okay it. Yeah. Seems like the owner. Uh, in pace are very tight. It seems like <laughs> seems like they are very very tight. If you fuck up too bad, though, does that mean like for like your next job you're not gonna get one? Like essentially? I mean, no, but they'll go back into scouting. Like th- there's always a rebirth. You know what I mean? Yeah. No matter in coaching and in uh, that world, it's like if you really want to, you can get back in. It's like yeah. look what I've learned and taken away from it and all that. Yeah, we ruined an entire franchise for the next five ten years <laughs> with the draft picks and everything like that. But
3: we've learned,
0: you know, like that type of thing.
3: I mean, don't you think, though, that coaches and GMs are absolutely scared to death to go back in line and have to start all over again? Uh, If they want to be coaches and GMs
0: still, you know, like there's some people that get a head coaching gig and it's not going well. And they're like, you know, if I didn't have this, (laughs) you know, if I didn't have to deal with all this bullshit and I could just go back to being a defense coordinator, that would be cool with me i'm assuming that there's a lot of that general manager like maybe this isn't what i thought it was going to be but the guys that like love being the general manager love being the head coach i would assume that they're like we got to keep this job at all they're like hey this is everything that we potentially wanted in have worked for
4: and there's only 32 of those jobs so it's hard to get to the bears have fully recovered from the cleo mac trade they have all their picks this year yeah, and yeah. next year going okay. forward really oh, yeah. just one in each yeah
0: Trade them away again. How about this? One through seven this year? <laughs> Two seven, guess what? Oh, one through seven. We're keeping the second seven. <laughs> and then next year, one through seven again. Just take it. Fuck it. Who needs them? And how about the next year, too? Fucking just have them all. Why not? <laughs> if you're going to win a game, let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the way I would be a GM, by the way. That is how I would GM.
3: And by the way, probably yeah. why, why I wouldn't get a job. You think you'd probably, hey, I'm going to win right now. I'm going to do whatever I can to have my team win right now, and I'm not even going to think about tomorrow or the next year. No, we're playing checkers, not chess. We are in it to jump and get kinged immediately.
0: Where's my ring? Where's my trophy? I'm retiring. Good luck fucking cleaning that up. <laughs> so isn't that kind of like the Tampa Bay mindset, though? Uh Yeah, but the Tampa Bay mindset has been, you know, evolving for so long. But, yes, they want, yeah, Ball's to the wall. Tom Brady, come on in.
2: They also had a rookie playing tackle this year who did very
4: well. Mm-hmm.
0: Tristan Werf's great.
4: And a rookie playing safety who did very well.
0: Oh, Winfield, he was a stud. They, they did draft well, by the way, which I think if you go back through Bruce Arians' career, mm-hmm. I believe he does have a pretty good eye for football players. I think that is something he has. Not everybody has it, by the way. I, I, to be honest, it's kind of alarming how many people miss on people, but that's just the way the NFL goes.
3: Yeah, you never know. Like you say, situations are situational. Right? Case by so. case, yeah. <laughs> no one knows exactly what that means but yeah it's so difficult to to i guess try to figure out hey is this guy going to be this good at the next level
0: aj i want to kind of circle back to a conversation we had before you were on the air uh brock lesnar james harrison are the two we're sending tag team match against aliens to save all of our lives you think that's good too or you think we're missing anybody there
3: i mean is it can you only send two
0: What's a tag team? This particular tag case, team, match, tag team yeah. match. But if we do offer up a third, I'm sure they could find somebody out there.
3: I mean, yeah. Brock and James Harrison, they would definitely be in the top of my list of people that I want to Mine's send out. Man, I don't take. know. Like, who, is there some? Oh, is there any guy under the radar? Maybe a smaller person that you think that would be scrappy? Scared. Ray, would Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, maybe. And beat the other aliens. Undertaker. Well, that's Bob, why we wouldn't Maybe like Bob Backlund. Look at the walk out there. Dad, yeah. <laughs> you felt so good about that. I love Bob Becklin.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know if Bob Becklin's making a cut in my world, but in your fight, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. What about Triple H? Your boys with Triple H? I'd send them. Uh, you know, listen, there are people. First wave we're talking here, pal. Okay, we're talking
4: yeah.
0: fresh. Uh, the boat, Normandy, yeah. Stormin. This is our first. This is first off the bus, dude. This is first off the bus who we're sending. I think those two. James Harrison was uh, doing dips with five plates strapped to his waist. 225 pounds added to his doing dips, five of them. What a fucking beast that guy is.
3: Yeah, he's a a bit of a freak. He could probably still play. AJ, did you do any of that type of stuff whenever you were playing? I mean, not with five plates, no. My torn pec really really shut down my dip game a little bit. (laughs) Did you have a good dip game? I was actually pretty good like in high school and college and then yeah, I yanked my peck off and that the the weighted dips really they wanna they wanna re tear this thing if I try that. So when I dip you dip, we dip. That became like a real lot of
0: that that seems to be a dips are
3: great. I love doing dips. Like I I feel good hard. doing
0: it. Yeah, it's very hard, but it's a workout that people do where it's like um you know, like others notice. It seems like yeah, it yeah. is a, uh, like the pull, you know, if you get in a gym and they have the pull-up uh, on the thing, on the rack, and you start doing it, like everybody is watching. You mm-hmm. see how many you do. And then yeah. the dip, I think, is the same exact type of situation. I've never fucked with the dip because my ass and legs are so heavy. It's like, that seems like something I'm setting myself up for complete. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, because ah, it gets to that get on, point. Get on that machine. That Get on the machine that the kids use where it, it helps you up. I'm not scared to put a little band under there either. It, pal. Not only
0: kids use that, yeah, adults use it. <laughs> Jesus. I know. I know. AJ? Let's get to Von Lilas in Indiana. If this is the wrestler Von Lilas, this man once beat John Cena. Von Lilas, what? what's wow. going on? Oh, no. It took him out. Von Lilas. Oh, no. Jesus. Dead. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, where are you?
3: I'm in New York,
1: man.
0: Can't hear you. I'm oh. in New York, man. Oh. oh. He's coming through the tubes. What? He's probably under in Ottawa.
1: The, oh. In the Lincoln Town right oh.
0: now. It's going to Taylor in Virginia. What's going on, Taylor? That guy did beat John Cena. That,
5: that's hey, brother. Oh, this guy, Hulk Hogan. hate hates John Cena. Isn't Ariel coming on? Well, you'll yeah, see the uh, guy in Frisbee golf get the $10 million contract. he got get there and bank some chains around the office.
0: Who's that, Brody? Brody got a $10 million contract in... um, in, in... I didn't hear about this, but he would be the guy to get it. Disc golf, that's that game where you throw the... $10 million contract?
3: Really? Who paid it? Who gave him the contract?
0: Skip. We're learning about it. Fox. I bet Fox. (laughs) That would be a good decision. Hey, I've seen some clips. That that is electrifying whenever it hits. I love frothing. Yeah, Yeah. I like froth too. Are you going to go to a? Are you going to go to a league? Are you going to go to a league if that's what they have? Are they creating a disc golf league? And are they going to air that on a Peacock? What are we doing? They do have a league on ESPN. Uh, the Ocho, it plays
4: almost every other night.
1: No one's watching. that. Is that real? Up. I feel
0: like I'm yeah, late real. night. I'm up. I've never seen that. I watch motocross. Sons of bitches are trying to kill themselves on dirt yeah. bikes. I've never seen that. I, I for sure. I've seen it on ESPN two before. I feel like I am a. I mean, I have a rolodex of sports I will watch late night. What was that? Crushed ice where they're oh yeah ice yeah. skating down a mountain with Red Bull. That whole thing. I watch the motocross. I watch. I watch Aussie Rules football. Mm-hmm. I found that. Yeah. I will give sports a shot. I have never seen the disc golf on TV. <sighs> oh, it's fun. But if it is good for them making money off,
4: of yeah, that. they have their own network. Hell yeah! Really, disc golf network nine ninety nine a month. All right, about that. God, guys, are you so, kidding me? I how they, they paid the guy. Um, So they're
0: going to have to get <laughs> 1 million people to subscribe for one month to pay the Brody back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there. It's uh, Paul Macbeth.
0: Huh? huh?
2: Paul Macbeth, 30 year old Paul Macbeth, 10 oh. year deal or $10 million deal. Wow.
3: With who? Like a sponsor or what? Did you say how many years? 10 years, 10
2: million bucks.
0: I bet you there's a lot of years. Money, year. sure. avoidable years there for bankruptcy. Yeah. Like yeah. I hope not. I hope he gets more than that. I hope it's front loaded for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't sound like it is, but I, I hope I've seen some of those
1: shots. Oh, yeah. Dave McNeil fucking bangs chains. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel Obviously, you know uh, There was a little bit of a miscommunication last week Between myself and FanDuel We worked that out That's kind of how things operate Whenever you're in a business relationship with each other But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel It'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app There are so many different ways to win There's more things to bet on Their boosts seem to always hit Which is just fucking themselves over Time and time again uh, We love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook And you will too if you haven't used it yet, use it. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to Fanduel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> joining us now, <laughs> joining us now is a man who you know is an MMA expert uh, for ESPN. He's a man who's won a lot of prestigious awards. Mm-hmm. He's a man who is celebrating Canada today, this morning, by rapping alongside the lemon pepper freestyle of Champagne Poppy Drake, and a man who comes on this show and tries to ruin it every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, from ESPN, Ariel Hawani.
6: Ariel.
0: You look like a stooge. What's going on?
6: Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to say hello to to AJ first. AJ, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, Ariel. You look good. I like your sweater and your digital backdrop. I, I love it, man.
6: Thank you, AJ. Uh, long time no speak. I'm happy that you showed up this time because you have been conspicuous by your absence the last couple. Oh, times I'm geez, not. I'm Happy that you showed up. What do you say, Ariel? What do you say? Uh, where's that prop? Where's uh, that prop cigar that you like to pretend <laughs> that you smoke every time? Where's that bad boy? I don't know.
3: I might get to it. Don't worry about it, Ariel. Just get to all the right. conversation area, okay? Stop trying to ruin the show. The background,
6: what's that all about?
0: Is that on that TV that was on a sleep timer the last time?
6: No. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I just finished up the two-hour show for ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. And uh, in the middle of the show, I, I got sort of, I don't know, flooded isn't the right word. I, I got a couple of, like, tweets that trickled in oh, a from your loser fan base. I mean, total degenerates, so but nothing better to do on a Friday afternoon than listen to you two jabrons go on and on and on about Lord knows what. Is Deshaun Watson gonna sign? Is he gonna leave? Was he disrespected? I mean, oh, shoot in the is the most boring stuff I've ever heard of in yeah. my life. Yeah. In any event, uh, these guys came at me calling me a stooge and all this stuff. Oh, what? You don't realize how many times I get messages from people who say, please come on Patrick's show on Fridays to make us feel good about life. Please help them, please boost their morale because they're <laughs> swimming and drowning with these loser guests timely. Oh, shinigami lovely. dude yeah. What? Oh. You
0: calling Shinigami a loser? You're gonna catch a shin to the mouth, pal, you start talking like that.
6: Yeah, I saw that shinigami clip finally. I mean you talk about you, you talk about a grade A top tier Jabron. <laughs> <laughs> right I mean Shinigami. I mean, you, you see, let me tell you something. I would show up wherever Shinigami is wearing this $400 cardigan, and the whole thing wouldn't get even like a speck of dust on it. That's what I would do to Mr. Shinigami. I, I, I mean, are you way, kidding me? By hey, the way, that's shout not out true. To my girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um,. You had a two-hour show today? Why? You, they never let you on TV. What happened? What, what was going on today?
6: <laughs> well, when I say show, it's more of a digital show. Just oh, like you're it's on, on the internet. Maybe. Okay,
0: on the Come Worldwide on. Leader's internet. Okay, all
6: right. Well, I mean, yeah. I, that's why they're the Worldwide Leader. We touch many different platforms. Uh, today we were doing the weigh-in show, oh. which uh, is a really big deal. I think the weigh-ins are actually more interesting than the fights themselves, to be honest. I mean, it's theater at its finest. You don't good. get this in any of the sport. You know how you guys get all, like, crazy about the combine in Indianapolis like oh this guy touched a little thing oh wow look at him he ran we We get to see these athletes in their rawest form in their Mm. raw state step on a scale you get to see how much they weigh I mean that I mean it it, if you can find greater drama than that in sports
3: I have yet to see it (laughs) it is very it's riveting Ariel and you do a good job with that but I want to jump to football quick before you talk a little bit MMA thank you for the compliment about the card I couldn't hear you. It, it mutes you. But, hey, I want to know about J.J. Watt. <laughs> Were you upset he didn't go to the Bills? Who? J.J. Watt? What has that guy
6: ever done? I mean, you talk about a guy who hasn't won anything of note in his entire career and everyone's going all gaga for him. Oh. Yeah. Good luck, J.J. Watt. You, you, you belong in Arizona, right? You can hang out with those losers who, who celebrated when they got a, a Hail Mary catch against the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills didn't lose a single game after that. <laughs> you talk about a loser mentality. The they're a match in heaven. Game. Now, Von Miller, we can talk if you'd like to join a winning franchise. <laughs> I'd be open to it. But you know what? I want to take care of our own first and foremost. I want to see Jonathan Feliciano get a big deal mm. from the franchise. I mean, you talk about a guy. Yeah. Toward his soul oh, into yeah. this season. I mean, a torn peck, a torn shoulder. He won that, torn you know, peck. that 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 courage award, whatever you guys like to call it. Jonathan Feliciano <laughs> from the youth is a man. But we could talk. We could talk about Vaughn Miller. But no, I know you're trying to get me all fired up over there. We're talking about Ed Block? You're talking about Ed drinking? Block? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Rubbing alcohol? AJ, is that what you drink over
3: there? Exactly. Where you're from? Yes
6: rubbing alcohol you disgust here i am i tried to i tried to offer uh, uh, uh an olive branch to you i try to extend love i ask patrick about you all the time i ask him how you're doing I ask him how your family's doing and you try to take a cheap shot like that on me no, disgust never. me you i'm joke.
3: just Ariel, i'm just trying to keep you on long enough until your screensaver hits and your backdrop disappears And you're an embarrassment you're, well, guess, to what? Everybody.
6: guess what that'll be the best thing to happen to this rinky dink show <laughs> <laughs> all right? So that'll be ratings through the roof. Okay, so you can keep me on as long as you want, but I got other shows to go on. I hear Rich Eisen's about to call me. I hear Dan Patrick's about to call me. Real shows hosted by real professionals. All right.
0: All right. Well, if Skip Bayless gives you a call. You should probably answer, and you should probably ask some questions about your employer too about that offer that he received. But let's move forward here. <laughs> What's that?
6: What we trying to do? Get me fired here? Patrick? <laughs> no, no, what no, a no. Sad state of affairs. No, Is no, a no. Troll. I would never that do kind that kind of money. I I
0: would um, never do that. I would never do that. I would never try to get you fired because I think you do an incredible job. Speaking of, let's get to what you actually know about instead
6: of speaking out of your
0: ass about everything, okay? The five. 19
6: and 18 New York Knickerbockers, number five in <laughs> the Eastern Conference with Julius Randall, most. Impro- I know you don't talk about basketball on this show for some bizarre reason. Why don't you guys ever talk about basketball? You can have me on to talk about we'll basketball. we talk about basketball. Nobody would have you on. We yeah. would not have you on. Little yeah, little on. yeah, we would have Yeah, me. who would you have? Who Chris Webber. We, yeah, web. uh, we had Chris
0: Webber. Uh, we had Chris Webber on. We had Chris Webber. He's in the game. Game, and he's also doing talking during the game while you're sideline reporting things <laughs> wait
6: wait wait, wait. time out yeah time out yeah. oh wait sorry oh come Forget on about the, timeout. Uh, oh. the guy who called an illegal timeout is Scumbag. the guy I mean come on I'm sorry oh, that was part of the fun part of the Chris oh, I mean come on 1993 I was there I was there at the <laughs> Superdome I remember it you're gonna you're gonna tell me that guy that guy has more credentials than I have oh. real Chris Weber. I'm an NBA sideline reporter for the worldwide leader. I've seven oh, games. I've rookie league games. Seven three rookie league Hey, <laughs> when, are, when are you going <laughs> to start doing overtime games?
0: Hey, overtime's got high school games now. hundred grand people are making.
6: Yeah, well, tell, uh, let me tell you something about the <laughs> – they would. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they don't have enough money in their budget for me to show up to one of those games. They would let like, you talk, do, though. You would talk, uh, though. You'd be a part of the I, broadcast. I, I do pros and pros only. All right. I hang out with the likes of Julius Randle, the most improved player in the National Basketball Association, Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the year, Emmanuel Quickly, I know you guys know nothing about any of these.
0: What games. about Dolan? You hanging out I with know. him? Worst owner in sports.
6: Says who? You guys going to let Charles Oakley back in the building? Come no? on. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, don't get me started on all of that. I'm trying to feel good about Still my throat. No, no, I no. Mean, yeah, I just want to be real You can make about a strong it. case for the Houston Texans owner, whoever that guy is. I mean, look what he's done to that franchise. Well, Jack
0: Easterby is the one to blame, actually. That's a little bit of a deep dive. But let's talk about what you actually know about. Please, can we goddamn talk about what you actually have a little bit of credibility in? Just a little bit of credibility
6: in? There's what? a, What's that? There's What's a that, f- Patrick? What do you want to know about? Uh, you? You're making, you making it, it all about by yourself. Now? This yeah. is unbelievable. What hey, do you want to know about, Patrick? Hey, that was educate you with
0: what what do you want alright so I want to let you know that I think that you're the best at what you do okay I think you are I I honestly believe that. In the shot that you got from UFC President Dana White was bullshit. We're on your side. Even though you make our show worse, we're on your side. But whenever you talk about UFC, you seem to know what you're talking about. This weekend, we got a guy named Mm Stylebender who is doing interviews from what appears to be a Super 8 motel. He is wearing a lavish robe. He goes up a weight and is fighting against some Polish guy. People are telling me that he won't be able to knock him out. It won't be enough. What should we expect from this weekend? Because the last UFC card, people are saying, was a snoozer. This weekend, what should we expect?
6: Well, the main event last time, the last pay per view, I think you mean, because they're on every single weekend, uh, ended up being a great one. Kamara Usman against Gilbert Burns. History will potentially be made on Saturday. And what's bigger than history, guys? There's nothing bigger than history. Well, her
0: story, please. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, fine. Um, Israel Adesanya moving up from 185.
6: No one has ever held the 185 and 205 pound titles at the same time. Only four fighters in the history of the UFC, the illustrious history of the UFC, have held two titles at the same time. Count them with me. Who's number one? Let's go. Let's hear it.
0: Gracie, McGregor, Randy Couture, Chuck, Chuck Chuck Liddell, Chuck, Liddell. Chuck Liddell, Jay Glazer,
4: Triple G. I think Jay
0: Glazer trains. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: Triple G, Canelo. I think okay. he also. Had Enough it. of that. Listen, I'm trying to educate you here. Conor McGregor, Daniel me. Cormier, Amanda Nunes, and Triple C, Henry Cejudo. Those are the oh, only four fighters in the history of the sport G. who have held two titles. At the same time, is he's trying to become the fifth and the first to hold the 185 and 205? But here's what's fascinating: Back moments left. ago at the weigh-ins, which I was a part of on ESPN, <laughs> the worldwide leader, this guy Israel Asanya weighed in at 205 pounds. That's the second lowest weight ever for a light heavyweight title oh. fight in the UFC. Now he's not planning on adding more weight to his frame come Saturday. Jan Bohovic. The champion is planning on adding around 15 pounds come Saturday. He's going to bulk back up. He's going to rehydrate. It's going to be a massive weight discrepancy come Saturday, but Izzy likes it like that. Israel Adesanya by the way, just to let you guys know. You know, we got the All-Star game this weekend. A lot of great athletes will be competing in that. You got baseball coming playing? up. You got the NHL. Yeah. Israel Adesanya is the best athlete Competing in sports this weekend. Twenty you know, clip that off. Tell the stooges in the back. Clip that off right <laughs> now. The best athlete competing in sports this weekend is a young man who hails now from Auckland, New Zealand, nicknamed the last style bender, Israel Asanya. Listen to this. Twenty and 0 as an MMA fighter. Nine and 0 in the UFC. Just thirty-one years young. Oh, by the way, seventy-five and five. I did not stutter. Seventy-five and five as a pro kickboxer five and one as a boxer oh by the way 48 and zero. as an amateur kickboxer do the math patrick do the math aj i know you guys have been hit in the head a lot that's a hundred pro fighting victories 148 if you catch the amateur ones as well that's a supreme athlete that's unlike anything anyone's doing in sports today this man needs to be talked about more he needs to be given more respect he needs to be given more attention I'm doing my part on behalf of all of you, but it's time that the lamestream media does the same as well.
0: Interesting to think about saying that he's the greatest athlete on earth right now. Now, we haven't, or competing this weekend, haven't seen a ball in his hand, okay? Now, I'm not going to say I'm a meathead that that is exactly how I judge what you do. But I do believe if you're the best athlete, somebody should be able to throw you a ball and you should be able to play catch. Like, I think that's something that should happen pretty Are you
6: serious, right now. You really want to get into this conversation? You're ser- you're telling me what Israel does in no. multiple sports? I'm not multiple saying multiple that. Is it more impressive? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I mean, at all. It sounds actually exactly like what you're he's saying. He's on.
3: saying maybe no, impressive is not the same as athletic.
6: Walking into a cage against another human being who's looking awesome. to knock your head off. Hey, very
3: It's still very athletic. Very it's athletic. Not, but, but not comparing it to other kind of sports. It's different.
6: All I'm saying is the guys who are playing this weekend are very, very talented, and they get a lot of attention. This man probably gets one-tenth the amount of attention what, that the athletes competing this weekend are getting. Which
0: many would say is the media's fault of MMA, which – is what do you, you mean of
6: MMA? What are you talking about? You can't even say his name. You, could, you called him the last stylebender because that's an easier name to say than his actual name. True or false? Say his name. True or false?
0: I, just say, I don't know his name. Say his name. I'll be able to say it. No problem.
6: Israel Adesanya
0: bro that's easy Israel Adesanya bro I am a wizard with words please take it easy (laughs) he's the last style bender I mean that is a great Great nickname nickname. we should utilize that as much as possible to maybe build up instead of one tenth of the attention maybe a little bit more attention if the media in the sport that he's in would do a little bit better job and stop counting trophies all the time
6: (laughs) yeah right I mean you talking about a media core that I would put up there against anyone I'm a ten time MMA journalist Of the year winner. To me, (laughs) more impressive, by the way, than the Nobel Peace Prize. anything that you can scrounge up aj knows it's true you see the thing about aj is he's a closet fan he had me on his podcast once and and wrote me a nice note afterwards saying it was one of the highlights of his career that i came on and now he's doing this whole shtick like he doesn't like me i know he's a big fan aj can you just tell the people tell the people that you're a big fan that you look forward to my appearances each and every time i come on let's go let's hear it aj come on
3: well first off I'm not in sixth grade And peer pressure hopefully doesn't affect me Like it once did when I was younger Ariel. But yes, yes I have no problem admitting I'm a, a fan of what you do And I'm even a, I'm a bigger fan now of what you have been doing Because I, I would love to see you Sitting in a room with the rest of your MMA media and they're like And they watch you on this show And they're like oh hey man And you're professional aerial there I would love to see the interaction you have with those people You stink over there is what we're saying <laughs>
6: <laughs> you, you, are you saying you, I need to come out of my shell a little more and talk smack about everyone else like I talk mm-hmm. smack about you two, Jabronz? Is that what you're Maybe.
3: Think? I think, yeah, maybe that'd be a, a good career, career move for you. And whatever you do over there. Why do you think that would be a good career move? I think you're trying to lead me down the wrong path, AJ. <laughs> like, <frankly>. No. <laughs> You're way too smart to, to take any advice that you don't think would be and beneficial for you, Ariel. I think it would be great. I think it would, it would get you out there more. Maybe you get some more minutes on SportsCenter. And maybe, by the way, Israel Atasanyan would mm-hmm. would get a
0: little bit more hype because yeah, you get all, a little don't bit don't more hype. Don't disrespect
6: the man. The man would tie you up in a pretzel. I agree. <laughs> I agree <laughs> that he would. My man once told me, guys, listen to me right now. I want you to listen to me very carefully. A We're a forced a man a man to, okay? Said,
0: it's a fucking show, and we got to hear things in, okay? We are forced don't to listen.
6: take criticism from people you wouldn't go to for advice. <laughs> Lord knows I don't go to YouTube for advice. All right? So I ain't listening to your criticism at all. all right? Here, I, Oh, by the way, I can't hear you because I got my Burberry patches across my ears here. Uh, yeah. And it's very, very loud in this room. Oh, my God, Let the Burberry's screaming. <laughs>
0: $400. I would have chose maybe one with more Burberry on it, so I didn't have to do that move to show people that I had Burberry on. But, well, great investment. <laughs> I saw you dancing this morning at the uh, breakfast table alongside Champagne Poppy,
6: Drake, Canadian God. You really love How good is that track, though? What's that? How good? Lemon Pepper and As Facts. I mean, that guy, the man doesn't miss. He's like me on this show. Every appearance. Hit after hit after hit. Champagne Poppy, Drake, Drizzy, The Sixth God, The Man Don't Miss, the absolute greatest MC of all time. That's right. I said it. Clip okay. Right. MC Okay. But what about Bieber? Bieber
0: released a song today, too. I didn't see you lose your mind. That's another Canadian god. Good point.
6: Can I tell you, low-key, low-key, like on the, on the low? As yeah, the yo, like hey, low-key, dude. Low key. Low key. On the low? Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm a massive Bieber stand. Yeah. I know the kids like to say that these days. I'm a massive Bieber stan. I mean, what he has done in Don't the latter that. portion of his career, tremendous stuff. The evolution of his career, the maturation yeah. of his of his persona, that man top notch. By the way, uh, fun fact. God, go on YouTube, Ariel Hawani, Justin Bieber. Type that in. You'll see an old school interview. I interviewed the man before he hit puberty, way back in the day. <laughs> I was on that bandwagon That's creepy. from day one, sort of like with <laughs> MMA, sort of like with this show. I just want to let you guys know that despite the disparaging remarks, despite the slander, I'm a fan. I wish you guys the best. I just wish that you would give me the same kind of respect and let me know that, hey, you do boost our ratings, and that's why we like to have Yeah, you but on. you don't.
0: You only come on Fridays. That's our worst days.
6: Yeah, but, you know, it's one of those things that when I'm not on the show on Fridays, I get so many messages from people who say, we missed you. And, uh, you know, I like to make the people happy. That's You that's saw the tweets from people today. It's Are you going to be – re- hey, by the way, can we talk about, you know, that, 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 that never was Cody Rhodes taking a shot <laughs> at my guy, Patrick McAfee? <laughs> I mean, who's this guy to speak your name? How, first of all, it, the words Patrick McAfee should not – exit that man's mouth you're running a failing organization <laughs> right that, that, that is bringing out old timers and pro basketball players and you're trying to hitch your wagon to the patrick mcafee train first of all cody if you want to get by patrick mcafee you got to get by me did Who's he say patrick? patrick mcafee I mean- well you know th- that's how i refer to you so i'm going to keep that <laughs> up. But i couldn't believe that this guy would come up with a lie because i know you would i mean i know you, you want to be you know with the big dogs In New York. I mean, you're you're a Titan Towers kind of guy. You're not a down south 705 WCW kind of guy. (laughs) We all know that Patrick McAfee is with the top guy. So, Cody Rhodes, you better watch your mouth, my man. Don't you ever make any lies up about my guy patch hey how about this uh, what about Ariel, this you just i mean we just Patrick, extended the cody Rhodes thing for Rwani. like another week now we go down to jacksonville and we rough that place up what do you guys say huh ah,
3: what do you guys say i'm in a would you be open to pat carrying you like in a little knapsack on his belly into the ring that's cool.
6: I mean, if that's the a gimmick swaddle? we're gonna go. To, if that's what <laughs> yeah, the Booker <laughs> man wants us to do. But you see, the difference between me and everyone else in this business, uh, AJ, is that I got the pencil. And you know what the pencil? Mansuri could tell you about the pencil. The pencil ultimately calls the shots. I got the pencil. I would never make a deal with these guys if I didn't have complete creative control. You know, that's why I've turned down multiple deals from multiple organizations dating back. To N.W.A. back in the day, even A.W.A. back in the day, the Ganya family want me to be <laughs> <laughs> with you.
4: Have? What do you have, Ariel, can you,
6: can you confirm or deny a story
4: I saw on the Internet about Jan Behovich, who found a man hanging in the woods from a tree, and now every time before he fights, he goes and touches that rope, and he even made a bracelet out of that rope. Is this the guy Stylebender's fighting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yes.
6: That is 100% true. By the way, great get up, uh, loser Thank you. franchise, but great get up over there that you got in that penalty box of yours. Bills. Um, it is true. Apparently, in Bills. Poland, if you find someone hanging from a tree, I mean, it's kind of mind blowing stuff, it's a sign of good luck. And so. One day, what? Yeah, as he tells it, Jan was walking his dog. In a that o- in that his happens house. that often.
0: Yeah. It happens that often that it's, it's
6: like a, I don't, hey, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't pretend to be an expert when it comes to Polish, <laughs> you know, rituals. But I'll just say he claims to have found this. He claims that there was a rope that was left there. He claims that this is good luck, and then he claims to have gone there repeatedly over the last couple of years. But before this fight, he was worried that someone was going to take the rope away. I'm like, how is this rope still there all this time? So, yes, he did take the rope and he turned it into a bracelet and he now wears the bracelet. I mean, my two cents, a little bit creepy. You know, not really my thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, more power to Jan. Yan's a great guy. Newfound, uh, newfound motivation. He's a father now. Just had his first child. So, he's a really tough guy. Don't sleep on the pride of Poland. He's got legendary Polish power. Some have said they were mine. He reminds them of a young Ariel Hawani I'm not gonna go there I'll let you guys be yeah impressed.
0: let the let the let the fight showcase that it, it will be the ones to judge if he's a young Ariel or not and the thought now with UFC is Dana White at the very beginning of this quarantine was like listen we're gonna have a fight went got an island and then Disney allegedly told him like yeah we can't everybody stop and there's a reason we can't do it and Dana came out and said if I had to do it I would have had a plan in place we would have been able to continue doing this and then obviously he gets back into the game before the end of quarantine everything like that. Texas is now open okay Texas is how you doing come on in we're playing games. Dana has said okay I'll go down there make, as early as 260 I think which is coming up he's potentially going to maybe be the first person with a live sporting event in America that's at capacity, I think, which is what could possibly happen in Texas. What are you hearing about that? Is that going to be that fast of a turnaround? That'd be pretty crazy to see. I I would assume that gladiator atmosphere would be awesome the first time back. But the reaction, by the way, also going to be pretty, pretty big through that whole thing.
6: Well, he also said that they tried to go to Dallas and apparently Dallas wasn't interested right now. Uh, I, I think I think that this is classic Dana White promoting. I, I have no doubt that he wants to be the first to hold an event that capacity. I have no doubt that they're looking at all options. March 27th, which is the date of that UFC 260 event, seems a little soon. I mean, I'm looking at the date right over there. It's currently March 5th. So that, if my math is correct, correct, that's in 22 days. Seems a little soon and seems a little unnecessary. Here's the thing about what the UFC has experienced over the past year or so. They've had a phenomenally good year. I mean, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the pandemic really starting here in America. And they deserve a lot of credit for having the foresight. Obviously, they didn't expect this, but they built a essentially their own arena it's called the apex small little quaint thing and they've been able to save a ton of money holding events there and so that's why dana keeps saying the only way i go to a place is if i can get it at full capacity so i can make the most amount of money otherwise i'm just going to stay here because i'm saving a ton of money that's why he said they had their best year ever in 2020 because think about the money they saved 43 events they didn't have to travel all over the world think about the cost there travel Crew, arena, all, they don't have to pay for any of that. Even better yeah. than the WWE deal because the WWE with Tropicana Field, they had to lease that place out. And so I suspect that they will wait. Uh, I have no doubt that he wants to go to Houston, but it seems to me like 22 days, like what's the rush? Why do it now? I'll tell you this Connor's going to come back probably in the summertime. And I I would be shocked if he's not fighting in front of fans. They want fans when Conor McGregor fights because obviously he costs a lot of money.
0: All right. Last question. We appreciate that. What is your thoughts on who's going to win this weekend? Who should we be betting on?
6: Uh, Shinigami minus 700. All in on him. Doesn't matter anymore. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Ariel Hawaii. Yeah, Ariel! Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. There's a lot of other options out there, and Lord knows <laughs> that not every show here is a banger. The fact you allow us in your lives, we are eternally grateful for. Hashtag squad, another $5,000 up for grabs. Take a picture where you're listening. Be a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Uh Not yet, actually. From all of us to all of you, mm-hmm. thank you so much for this week. To all of our guests that spend time with us, thank you so, so much. We'll be back with... Massacre Monday.
1: Oh, boy. I, well, I don't want to say I can't wait, but I can't wait.
0: Everybody's getting cut next week, allegedly. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, talking all about it. Good guests, good conversations. And hopefully you'll join us. Have a great weekend, Ty. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful one. Cheers. Mm-hmm.